hit the juice on my ride I got front and back and side to side Then I let the Alpine play Bumpin' new shit buying W.A. It was gangster, gangster at the top of the list Then I played my old shit, it went something like this Good afternoon and welcome to the Bucket Drop Podcast, episode 8 And uh, today I have the privilege to speak to one of my best friends and my bookie Matthew O'Connor, how are you? Hey Rob, how you doing? Not too bad. So uh, I woke up this morning, gave Matt a call, and I was asking him if he wanted to partake in a bet with me uh, about uh, who we thought was going to win the NHL. So uh, we're going to bet $50 each. Uh, Matt's going to pick a team from the West, and uh, seeing as I watch more of the East, I'm going to be picking a team from the East. So give me a bit of your thoughts. Yeah. Okay, Rob. Um, well, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit of how I make my bets uh, on a regular basis because uh, I've been on a bit of a hot streak. Uh, I've been betting the same way for the last three years. I've never had a losing season and I've won three of the last four weekends. Uh, so I thought maybe I'd give a little bit of my tips to, to the other bettors out there uh, and maybe to improve their chances a bit. So we can uh, we can talk about tonight tonight first off because I know that you made some afternoon bets. Um, how are those going so far? Yeah, well, uh, well, so far so good. Uh, uh, there's only one afternoon game so far. There, I, I had bet uh, Ottawa Philly to go to uh, to go to overtime. Uh, I think it's three two Philly in the third right now, but uh, it's close. What what uh, what I noticed, Rob, is uh, the NHL is it's it's actually pretty predictable in the way a regular season night unfolds after. After all the games are played, so after one full night of hockey, uh, the way it always it turns out usually the same way. Uh, so I just want to explain a little about what I've noticed and 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 my betting habits that give me a give me a lot of success. Uh, it's it, you know it's not always bang on. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not coming here to try to tell you how to win forty bucks on a ten dollar bet, but I'm also not here to tell you how to win four hundred on a ten dollar bet either. Uh, my my personal objective is is to win around a hundred bucks on a ten dollar bet uh, once a week. So, you know what I do first off is I only bet on Saturday nights. I don't bet during the week. Uh, there's a few reasons for that. One, well, you know, other than adding a little spice to a Saturday night, there I don't bet during the week because I find week games they're they're too unpredictable. Uh, you know the, the old saying uh, Tuesday night in a January in January game uh, teams sometimes don't show up so. I usually go on Saturdays because Saturdays, you know, most of the teams are up, they're alive, they're ready to go, uh, you know, just because of history and the Hockey Night in Canada and whatnot. So uh, the other reason uh, I bet on Saturdays only is because I don't like, to, I don't want to make emotional bets. I don't want to uh, lose one night and try to regain my loss the night after. Uh, so I keep it to once a week and that keeps it, keeps it stable and, and, you know, I don't, I don't lose too much. I only bet 20 bucks a week. So I make two $10 bets. So if I lose, it's not a big deal. And I only have to win once a month to actually make a gain, which which happens usually automatically. You know, obviously you have to study the, the, the actual matchups. I only go back as far as Saturday before. So I check the back-to-backs that they played, the record of, of the last week of those teams, uh, how many overtimes they played, and where they stand uh, in the standings. <clears throat> so I, I always start off with that. But the, the the thing that I do the most is that I find it's all percentages. So if you have 10 games on a Saturday night, for the most part, 60% of those games are, are won by home teams, 40% by away teams, 
and you usually have two or three overtimes in there uh, as a general rule. So I try to go by process of elimination. So what I do is I, 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 I eliminate the six teams that I think are going to win at home, uh, which leaves me with the 40% road teams and the overtimes, which have obviously a higher, a higher number, so you win more. Uh, I bet a maximum of three games. I never bet more than three games. And I put 10 bucks down and 10 bucks wins me over 100 on two games or three games. You know, I eliminate a lot of the, the chances of loss there too by going too many games. So I, like I said, I eliminate the six that I think are going to win. So then after that, then it's, you know, you just go, you, you have the road teams that you, you think are going to win. And the road team has a higher, you know, a bigger rate to win, a bigger number. And the ties, obviously, if you pick a tie, well, you, your chances of winning, uh, you, you, you know, they're less, but you win more on uh, on a ten dollar bet. So yeah, and uh, you the, the website that you use is a, a bit better than mine because I, I use ProAlign, and um, as we we talked about, uh, if I pick a tie, it's got to go into shootouts, which is uh, pretty unpredictable considering. Uh, I mean, it's a three on three, and uh, yeah, see, the website I use is in Quebec, and the website there's probably more that you guys can use in Ontario instead of betting ProLine, but. Like I can bet for a team just to go to overtime. Like I don't have to pick a winner at all. As soon as it gets to overtime, I've won. I've won that bet. You know, it's 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 a little easier. But uh, what I do is I on Saturdays I start with the afternoon games. So <clears throat> the afternoon games I usually take the team that's used to playing afternoon games because you know the the team that doesn't usually play afternoon games they're not they're 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 not in their you know the right frame of mind. They they're not doing their routine. And those games are always, they're always close, the afternoon games, I find. So the, I find, so I usually go for one of the ties in those, in those afternoon games. I try to, I try to take a tie in there and I find the afternoon games are the easiest. I usually almost always win the afternoon games. I, it, it's rare that I lose. The seven o'clock games, well, those are tougher. Uh, so that's where I go really, you know, I look at the back-to-backs, the records, uh, all that. Uh, but again, I go by the 60% chance the 60% out of the 10 team, 10 games that the home team's going to win. So I try to take the away team that I think is going to win in that 40%. And the night games, the 10 o'clock games, Rob, honestly, I don't bet those until the seven o'clock games are almost done. So if my seven o'clock games and my afternoon games are done and there's only, there's been no overtimes, well, my chances are pretty high that I'm going to get an overtime in the night game. So I'll make my bet at nine, nine o'clock, nine 30 for the 10 o'clock games based on what else, what else happened throughout the night. <clears throat> okay. Well, I, Philly and Ottawa, well, uh, they both, they're both used to afternoon games. Uh, they, they, they both play afternoon games. The games in Philly, Ottawa's coming off of a, a good win in Edmonton. Uh, Philly's been on a real tear. So, you know, I, I, when I look at that, I just say to myself, well, f- for me, the chances of a tie, because again, it's an afternoon game one, so they're always close, are good. So, you know, I, I just go based off, it's not science, you know, it's not, but I just go based on what I what I think uh, for that game. Uh, same thing as tonight, I took Detroit over Pittsburgh, which, you know, pays out a lot, but uh, Detroit hasn't won a game in two weeks. Pittsburgh played last night, they won. Jerry played in Nets last night. So all those factors are telling me, well, look, I mean, uh, Detroit can't lose every game all year. Uh, and so maybe they're due for one here. They're at home and uh, they're playing a tired team with a backup. That's kind of how I, how I base those games. And then the night games, well, I just wait for all the seven o'clock games to be almost done. And like I said, if, they, if none of them went to overtime, then my chances are pretty good because usually two out of 10 go to overtime. 
So, you know, uh, I'll, I'll make an overtime bet uh, based on a, on a tie. Okay, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, well, I'm going to lose my first ticket uh, because Philadelphia is going to win 4-3. Uh, but it, again, it was close. Uh, and I only bet two games, two games, 10 bucks, and I could have won 110. Uh, I did. I, I took Buffalo and Vancouver to go to go to overtime too. Uh, the reason I did that is because, um, well, for, first of all, Buffalo is 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 used to playing day games. Uh, Vancouver isn't, but Vancouver is the better team. Uh, it's in Vancouver, and Buffalo has been struggling lately. So, you know, and and like I said, they're usually always very close to the afternoon games. So I I, I went with a tie based on that one. And so that was, that's one ticket. So that, that, that ticket I've lost, but again, I always make two bets and I never contradict myself on my bets. Uh, so both tickets have a chance to win for the second one. While well, I took Toronto to beat St. Louis, I went a little bit with my heart on that one, but Toronto to win pays higher. Uh, Toronto has got to wake up sooner or later. So, uh, you know, St. Louis lost their last game. Um, I'm going to go with the away team and I go, I'm mostly going with my heart on that one. Then I, then I already told you about the Detroit one, which pays 255 for Detroit to win. So there, so there's that one. And um, the third one is I took Colorado to beat Boston. <clears throat> Only reason why I took Colorado to beat Boston is because uh, Colorado's on a tear right now. It pays high. It's one of the away teams that I think can pull it off. When I look at all the other games tonight, most of the home teams are supposed to win. So, so that's why, you know, I go again with the percentages. So I, 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 that's why I took Colorado on that one. So that that's three games, 10 bucks pays 120. Boston, Boston too. I mean, you can only win so much. I mean, they, they lost Boston their last game in overtime, but I mean, again, they, they've got such a great record. Uh, teams usually fall and rise and the standings usually stay pretty close. So that's why I follow the standings too, because I tell myself, okay, Toronto, if they lose tonight, well, they might fall back four or five points from a playoff spot, which is a lot. So usually they they stay in the hunt, like three or four teams stay in the hunt right till the, re- the end of the year. So I, I base bets on that. Too. So, you know, like I said, it's not, you know, there's no proof of any of this, but, you know, I, I don't lose. I, the, the ones that I lose on, Rob, I lose by one game. I never lose, you know, all two or three games that I bet on it. It's always right down to the wire on every on every pick. All right, cool. Um, so Matt, like you were watching the game today. Obviously, you said it was two uh, two while you were watching it. Um, uh, during the time that you watched it, um, when we met Mike Johnson at the bar that one time, uh, you said that uh, he should have his big Johnson of the game. So, um, who would you say was the big Johnson of the game in that one? <laughs> oh shit, uh, that one there. Uh, well, like I said, I watched a period, but the. The period, I, I'm guessing I'd probably say Carter Hart because he stood on his head there for a while. So I'd probably have to say he, he was the big Johnson in the game. All right, sounds good. Because uh, obviously Pierre Maguire used to have his monster, but uh, we're going to go with big Johnson of the game for uh, for for, uh, <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah. That was yeah. a memorable night. Uh, yeah, memorable he had night. a big Johnson tonight. So, um, besides that uh yeah let's talk a bit about uh about our picks that we talked about this morning or uh when we were talking about the um the stanley cup contenders yeah so this morning uh we went on uh on the internet uh on odd sharks just to see the the odds of winning the cup and uh we got to talking we said well you know why don't uh why don't we each put 50 bucks in take a team from the east take a team from the west 
that's in you know in the middle of the pack that's probably going to be a playoff team and then split the profits and if we win then we we, we go to Florida yeah, with yeah it. exactly so so we, what we said was uh well we we said in the middle of the pack so like if you take a team like philadelphia or a team like dallas well 50 bucks pays out almost a thousand bucks so you know and you think about it there's 10 teams that are not making the playoffs pretty much already that you know of so you, you eliminate 10 from 30 so there's only 20 left so you're basically take you have a two in 20 chance of splitting a thousand bucks you know so it's it, the, the odds are pretty good so and if you want to even go more than that then you add a third guy and you tell the third guy to pick one of the automatics to win or like a boston or a washington and then that guy that still pays out 600 bucks on a on a 50 dollars bet so your, your chances of coming out on top are, are pretty damn good you know well we went through the list i mean you were saying you were like dallas yeah for, for me i would say dallas has all the pieces that they need to to make a run you agree yeah no i definitely agree like like we were talking about this morning you have to take a team that's in the middle of the pack i mean if you if you want it to be worth your while like you know, there's probably not, they're probably not the odds-on favorite, but you know, if you take Colorado or you take, uh, you know, another uh, high-end West team uh, like Vegas, uh, you know, you're going to win 600 on 50 bucks. It's it's still nice, but I mean, you know, we're we're, we're trying to go for and, and in the playoffs, as you know, like uh, the teams that finish in the middle, the the, the top teams don't always win. Uh, sometimes the uh, teams just get in and then they end up winning the cup. You know, so. So I like Dallas. I, I like Dallas's pick. But you said um, you actually made me think about that today, though. Too, you were saying that um, Colorado would be a good option because they have a lot of uh, space left on the cap, right? Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. They're going to add for sure at the deadline, uh, uh, even maybe before that, depending on uh, if they can swing it for Hall or not. But, but again, the Colorado right now, though, after we looked, uh, the, their odds are too good. I mean, the you know you still win seven hundred bucks on, on fifty, which is which is great you know but we also talked about maybe colorado being not quite there yet they don't you know they they don't their goaltending is 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 good but it's never proven anything and uh, they're a young team still uh, apart from uh, zadorov uh, on defense they don't uh, they don't probably have the toughness that they need uh, to to win you know did you see his check the other night yeah, I, I thought it was a clean hit. A little, maybe a little on the dirty side yeah. with his knee, but I mean, uh, it, it's it's a game of inches. I mean, uh, the guy's not telling himself to put his to, to no. flip the guy over yeah, with his but... knee. You know, it, it was a good hard check. And I mean, Kakinemi. Well, I'm sorry, but when you weigh 155 pounds and you're not you're not looking, you're you're not protecting yourself. You know, you're gonna get dumped. So no, for sure. I think it was a hockey play. Like, I mean, I played defense and. Obviously, uh, you're not hitting the guy, so he feels good after. So I think he just he wanted to make him know he was there, and obviously uh, didn't end up good for Cockney. But like you said, uh, he needs to put a bit more weight on, and he should be a little bit more ready for the check, especially with uh, Zadorov's uh, repertoire. Obviously, he's got some highlights hits out or highlight hits out there. Well, who would you who would be your like your true dark horse in uh, in the West? Like obviously, we're debating between Colorado and Dallas, which is probably what we're going to pick. But who would be your your real dark horse that you think that has a chance and i'll give you a few minutes to think about it yeah well i mean the dark horses i like i i, I don't think there's any canadian teams that are going to win the cup this year i mean uh edmonton uh edmonton is just edmonton plays like toronto uh, uh no no defense at all their goaltending is good i i can't see them going anywhere with one line 
uh, Calgary, well, Calgary's in disarray. Uh, With the whole Peters thing. Yeah, I mean, the Peters thing, and then uh, Goudreau is not even half the player he's supposed to be. You have an old goalie, uh, too. I think they should trade Goudreau to the Habs. Yeah, well, it'll probably spark his career anyway, that's for sure, because I don't know what's going on in Calgary, but... And then Winnipeg, well, Winnipeg is just, they're a mess too uh, with their defense and Bufflin and all that stuff. I, so I, I don't, I, I don't see them winning either. Yeah. Uh, Vegas isn't a dark horse, uh, you know. But you said, but you said Vegas was paying out pretty good, right? No, it does. It's not really, oh, okay. not, not on the updates that, that we saw. They're like fifth or sixth. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're not a dark horse, uh, to be honest with you, the way Minnesota is playing right now, if they get in, who knows? You know, they have they have awesome coaching. Dubnik, he's a shit. You know, he 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 gets it done. They've got a lot of experience. Stahl has won cups. Uh, you know, Parise has been far. Yeah. They've got good defense with Suter. You know, I think if they get in, they're a little on the old side that team, but I think if they get in, then then who knows? You know, if they know how to play the right way and and keep it close, uh, close checking, then you never know. Uh, you were saying that Edmonton uh, plays like Toronto, so not enough defense. But, um, like, the thing that I don't understand with Toronto, like, I thought that they went and picked up those defenses that they needed. So what, what do you mean by the fact that they don't play any defense? Because I, I don't want to enough, enough uh, Toronto games. Just to give a, a little bit of a um, some background, I guess, for uh, some people that are listening. Um, basically, we're, like, I'm in Cornwall. Matt was raised in Cornwall as well. So we're kind of, like, in uh, Leaf slash Hab slash Sens territory. A lot of Boston fans as well. So, um, anyways, we're just going to talk about the Leafs real quick. So, like, what? yeah, what's the, the issues with the Leafs? Because, obviously, that's your team. Yeah, well, the, the, uh, to, to me, anyways, the Leafs issue started in the offseason uh, last summer. Um, uh, Dubis overpaid, for one. Uh he didn't hold his ground on anybody. Uh, he he lost he lost from the beginning with Nylander. As soon as he lost with Nylander, he was losing with Marner and he was losing with with uh, Matthew. So too much of the cap went to those three guys. Then we lose Kadri. Kadri, so much heart, so much grit, an idiot in the playoffs. But uh, if he actually stayed uh, and played around, uh, he, we probably would have won last year against Boston. Uh, and then. We got rid. Of, we lost Gardner. So you lose Gardner, and you replace Gardner with Barry. Barry's playing in a completely new with a new city, new system. Uh, so he it takes him. It's taking him time to adjust. Uh, and he's almost. He's basically in Colorado. He was amazing, but in, in Toronto, he's the same player as Gardner. He hasn't. You know. Uh, then the other thing is, is we lost. Um, we lost Hainsey, and Hainsey, to me, was a huge loss. Uh, Hainsey was one of the top plus-minus players last year in the league, so really underrated. Nobody ever talked about him, but he was so steady on the back end, uh, and we lost him. Uh, so, you know, big loss right there. Some of the guys are coming up that are, that, you know, playing well, like Dermot. Dermot's playing really well. Uh, Hall is playing really well. CC is is like replacing Zaitsev, so both bad, you know, no upgrade there. Yeah, that's just, that's disappointing a bit because he was high-touted too. Yeah, he, yeah, he was by – I mean, I think he lost his confidence completely in Ottawa. I think mm-hmm. when he was in Ottawa, he was buried. And uh, after uh, after Carlson left, that was it for him, and he lost all confidence. I, I think he's gotten none left basically, so – 
you know, that seems to be affecting him. Um, look at guys like Brown, you know, Komarov, guys like that. Uh, they were they grit guys, you know. The, the Leafs have no grit. The, they they get smacked around and nobody sticks up for them. So teams run and think they can run them out of their barn. Uh, you know, by throwing a few hits. And and then I see guys like Nylander, they don't even go in the corners. Uh, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's pawn hockey out there for those guys. And it, it, it's ridiculous. Oh, Nylander is the biggest pussy in the league. Uh, guys got to guys got to get a haircut first and then we'll see there, but he's, he's brutal. And then, and then uh, we have no backup goalie. None. We haven't got, I think we got one point in eight games from a backup goalie. So, We've got no backup goalie. We lost McElhaney, which was huge. I, I don't even know why we put him on waivers over Garrett Sparks, but that's 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 another stupid decision by Dubis there. I know you're frustrated. Obviously, I'd be frustrated if I was in your situation too, because obviously you guys have the team on paper to to go far. Um, the problem with my own team, and uh, we were talking about that earlier, is basically we haven't had a superstar since the likes of uh, Alexey Kovalev. Basically, our top guy right now, well, I don't know, it's yeah. kind of a debate, I guess, between yeah. Drew and uh, Domi, but I guess our top guy is Domi right now. He's our top point getter, um, or our top goal scorer, I should say. And, I mean, like, if you look on any other team, he'd probably be, um, like, on a second line. Um, you, you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely do. And the other thing about Domi is, you know, in today's – most teams, they're five foot six player is not the leading yeah. scorer you know i mean uh you, you you have to like marner is not a big guy uh for the least but you know they've got they're big boys you know Tavares and matthews they they lead the way uh montreal like gallagher is an amazing player to me he's the best on the team because he just works so damn hard yeah he plays like he's six foot tall for sure yeah but uh but you can't have those guys leading the team like you you guys haven't had a big centerman and I don't even know. I don't think I've ever even seen one with abs uh, since I've been alive. Like a like a real. Yeah, I don't remember if Riche was a centerman, but I know I know like he was like the the superstar before Kovalev. But I mean, like just when you look at the years, like we had Lafleur. Then the next guy that you can think about was Riche, and then the next guy was maybe Kovalev. But Kovalev was already on his way out. And I mean, you look at the fans and how much they pay for tickets, and you know, like in you know, 15 bucks a beer and whatnot. And then you look at the product on the ace and it's just, uh, that's quite frustrating. But I mean, at, at the same time, when we lose uh, at the end of the year, I'm not very surprised because like those guys are leading the charge. And I don't know, man, like just, I don't know. It's, it, 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 it is what it is. Yeah. But the, the thing that gets me even more, Rob, about, you know, you're talking about the tickets and prices and beer prices and all that. Well, it's the same, it's, it's, it's the same all over the league. I'm just saying that it's like, you look at, yeah. you look at the guys that like, you look at the teams that have won the cup, right? Uh, there, you always got your yeah. like your. You got two, two two superstars on those teams. Like you got Kane and Taves. Then you have uh, Crosby yeah. and Malkin. You know you got like even for Toronto right now, yeah. they're going to win the cup. But you know you got like like you just said. You know you got your Matthews and you got your Tavares, and it just like the Habs don't even have one of those guys. And yeah. it's just like year after year. You know you just like, you're hoping they're going to get them, yeah. and just a slap in the face every single year. Yeah, and what, what, and like like I was saying, what what really gets me is the those ticket prices, and yeah, they're about the same across the league. But God damn it, exactly. they're one of the only teams that doesn't friggin' spend to the cap. You know, how can how can you have a market like Montreal where fans go nuts over your team and you have eight million in cap space and you don't even use it? 
it's just, yeah, like hockey's like a re- hockey's a religion in Montreal, and you got nine million on cap right now. And anyways, you got some aging guys like Weber and Price, and obviously we're not in a win now uh, situation with the players that we have currently playing for the team. So I mean, why not trade those guys and get those first round? Because Toronto did it, right? Toronto they built from the ground up. Yeah, I mean. The, the the best example of that, Rob, is Phil Kessel. I mean, we traded Kill, Phil Kessel for a first rounder that was already a first, he had already been picked the first rounder who turned out to be Kapanen, who was a pretty goddamn good yeah. player who scores 20 goals a year. We had to retain some of Kessel's salary, but when you have 9 million in cap space, Montreal can do that. They can trade a price and keep 3 million of his salary yeah. and somebody will bite for for a goalie at seven million like price, you know, and though and you'll get a good return too. I mean, you'll you'll get a you'll, you'll probably get a first and a prospect uh, if you if you retain some salary. So this whole notion, this whole bullshit notion of oh, no one wants to sign in Montreal, no one wants to, you know, they, they don't like the city, the lang- they have to change their language, all all that stuff. I think that there's other ways to do it. You don't need to go outside free aging, in salary. Trade guys for young guys and build build your team through the draft. You know, and I think at this, at this point, to be honest, I think that's all the that's all the Canadians are going to get for a guy like Price. You know, it's going to be picks. It's not going to be a straight up one for one deal. Just because of the salary, obviously, they're, they're not to retain some salary, but you know, on that, I'm sure they're not going to retain half the half the contract. You know, no. Even if you retain three million, you have nine million in cap yeah. space, and nobody seems to want to go to Montreal. So just do that. Retain three and 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 get draft picks and start start from the bottom and then those those players that are drafted to Montreal first of all don't rush them and second of all they're going to be restricted free agents they can't go anywhere they have to stay in Montreal so you got them long term. The only pr- problem that I heard with Price and like you know more about hockey than I do but um, is that he's got a no trade clause so I don't know how that plays yeah. in. Yeah, but from, from from what I hear also, Rob, is that his price is sick of losing. So yeah. I think if you put him in the right situation, if you if you send him to the right team, the guys from Cal uh, from Vancouver, I think if you send him to out west uh, or you know down south uh, where it's warmer, I you know I I don't I can't see the guy refusing to to go to a team that has a lot of potential. You think Colorado could use him, or is their goaltender pretty good already? Well, Group Hour is a guy that uh, I think he's just he's just getting into, you know, he's just getting his footing in there. I, yeah, he, he's a good goaltender, but I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. in today's NHL, you don't need to win the cup with a goaltender. That's yeah. that's the thing. You you can have two two decent one A one one B goaltenders and a real good defense and a good great offense, and you you, you can win like that. So. But but if, if they retain three or four mil on price, then price is only a six million dollar goalie. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and like like Boston would be a perfect example of the one A one B duo. Yeah, and I mean Rask. I don't know what Rask gets paid, but I'm sure it's not ten million. You know, uh, he, so then you can afford a guy like Halak, and they split up the games up. Then they come into the playoffs, and both guys aren't friggin' tired uh, because they played seventy games. Now let's get back to uh, our, our betting, okay, for the, the $50. So you mentioned one team this morning, um, which is quite intriguing, is uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I like that team, and there's a lot of reasons. Couturier, to me, is one of the best uh, offensive, defense, uh, offensive defensive forwards in the league. Uh, he's no Bergeron, uh, but, he, I mean, he's he, he's good. He's, pre- he's 
really good at that role. Uh, Carter Hart to me is is the next superstar goalie. I mean, to me, he's the next Carey Price. Gosses Bear is good on D. They've got they've you know they've got some they've got some hard nosed guys back there too that can throw their weight around and and the offense. Well, I mean, when you have a guy like JBR playing fourth line, uh, it, it means you got a pretty good potent offense. Uh, you know, when you talk about Giroux uh, and Voracek. Uh, you know, and they've got they've got the kids. I don't I don't know if Nolan Patrick is still playing right now. I'm not sure, but but they've got some future too. You know, so I see I see that as a, a team that has a good chance. Yeah, because obviously, uh, you know, the main the main contenders like we're trying to make money on this bet. But I mean, uh, the main guys like who would be the main players in the East? It would be Boston and uh, Boston and Washington, I guess. Uh, is is that who who you would put your money on if you're just trying to make ten bucks? Yeah, I mean, if if to yeah. me it's 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 either Washington or Boston. Yeah. I mean, uh, they've just got everything. Uh, Boston, Boston, they've they've lost half their team already this year in injuries, and they just keep rolling. They 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 don't care. They play such a good system. Obviously, we're in it for the big money because, like you know, we're big ballers. But um, like, what about uh, the the <laughs> Islanders? Obviously, they're uh, playing above expectations. Yeah, the problem with the Islanders, though, Rob, is they can't score. That that's that's their problem. So, if they will go, if they go out and get Taylor Hall, well, shit. Now it's a different story. But I mean, uh, right now their coaching is their coaching is what win them wins them games because they've got three third lines. Uh, you, you know, uh, yeah. if you take Barzal out, they don't have too much left after that. You know, so uh, to to me, uh, they can't win. Two nothing every night, you know. So I, I don't see them having any chance at all. Well, for reasons that I can't really explain, uh, me and Matt just got disconnected. But uh, I think we were getting pretty much at the end, anyways. Um, I want to thank him uh, for his time, and uh, I'd like to get him on the show more often to uh, give us some tips on the betting. Um, because uh, let's face it, I'm a degenerate gambler, and uh, it's always fun to add some spice to a Saturday night, as Matt was mentioning. So, uh, guys, uh, thanks a lot for joining us again. And uh, keep tuning in. Take care of your case. Bucket drops. Down the street in my six jogging the bitches, slapping the hoes. I went to the park to get the scoop. Knuckleheads out there, cold shooting smoke. Car pulls up, who can it be? The fresh El Camino rolling Kilo G. He rolls down the window and he starts to say, It's all about making that GTA. Cause the boys in the hood are always hard. Come talking that trash and we'll pull your card. Knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't quote me, boy, I.